welcome to the Hobby Tassel podcast. I'm Gemma. And I'm Candice. This is the podcast for creatives run by two fellow business owners who discuss the ups and downs of creative entrepreneurship. From dealing with imposter syndrome to celebrating new business milestones, we're here to talk about all of them with you. Hi, welcome to the Hobby to Hustle podcast. My name is Candice and I'm with Gemma today. Today we're going to be talking about becoming a full-time business owner. And this is a two-part series. The first half, we're going to be talking about the challenges. And then the second half, we're going to be talking more about positive things because we like to end things on a positive note. So with that being said, let's go over some of the challenges that Gemma and I have experienced. And the first one is pressure. I don't know about you, Gemma, but when I first started running my business full-time, I think the biggest pressure was the fact that I lost my stable income. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge change and it's not fun. (laughs) That side of things is not fun. And I actually had my first ever sleepless night because of the feeling of insecurity. Just one night, you know, I was just resting my head on my pillow and then I was like, (gasps) there's no way I could do this. How did I think I could do this? I was an absolute idiot. What What am I doing? I'm never going to earn a penny again. And of course, I'm unemployable because I quit my job and thought I could do this. What am I doing? <laughs> and it was an actual spiral. <laughs> and I was there like freaking out. And I've never had that level of anxiety. Don't get me wrong. I've had jobs that I've hated, but that was unexpected. <laughs> and I actually didn't have that until a few months in. I was definitely in a honeymoon phase at first. I was like, super chill, relaxing, like, (laughs) oh, I can do anything. (laughs) And then suddenly when your savings start to go down a little bit and it doesn't quite take off as quickly as you thought, that's when the freaking out (laughs) happens. Yeah, okay, Gemma and I are laughing now because it's kind of like a coping mechanism (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Like this pressure that you feel doesn't go away like for example it's not it's not only going to be at the beginning of you becoming full-time it's going to be throughout and you're going to feel pressure points throughout your business because that's just how life goes we're talking about when you first become full-time that daunting feeling of like if you had full-time job before and you were paid regularly switching off to irregular income now is extremely difficult for your mental. I remember when I quit, I had a finance job. And during COVID, that was very secure. Well, at least for me personally, I had no reason to think that I would get laid off. I understood that a lot of people did get laid off during COVID. Now, I didn't, I wasn't in finance when COVID happened. I meant like I was in finance and when COVID happened, I still stayed in finance. That's how stable my income was. I knew... My job wasn't really going to go anywhere. And the reason why I decided to go full-time was because of my my health, essentially. And since it took a dive, I had to do some life changes. And that was something that was not easy. So the feeling of going to sleep and then just like laying there and like, huh, I don't, I'm not going to get paid next Thursday. That's not how this is. This is not, (laughs) it's terrifying. And I was like, why did I, it's like, why did I do this? Is this going to work? And yeah, I just started spiraling and 
it was very difficult. Like, everything changes. So, Candace and I are privileged in the sense that we have partners. And, you know, if shit really hits the fan, <laughs> we've got that little bit of extra support just to cover our backs whilst we work things out. I understand if you are single or, yeah, maybe your circumstances are different, you won't have that. But pressure for me came from a different form of feeling like I didn't want to let him down as well because I was taking a huge gamble with my career, essentially. And if... I've already swore, so I'll keep swearing in this episode. If shit hits the fan... (laughs) It's not just me that would suffer, you know. We, yeah, we'd both feel the impacts of it. And not just that, like, I don't want to be earning nothing. I want to prove that I'm worthwhile. And I associate being worthwhile with having a decent income. Yeah. Like, you don't want to, by us quitting our jobs, it made the relationship under pressure as well. Because it's, it's stressor. Like, when you're stressed, your partner's going to be stressed. Now, I do have to say, yes, Gemma and I are, like Gemma said, we are very privileged to be in a situation where we're even given the opportunity to essentially leave our full-time jobs and do this, like, run our business full-time. This is personally mm-hmm. me speaking. I don't know what Gemma said. I would say don't change to a full-time job. Like, sorry, not change to a full Don't change to a full-time business Unless if you have a safety net. I'm not talking about like safety net as in like you think this is going to work and that you've tested numbers out. I mean like you need to sit down, budget, and go like in three months time, if I earn absolutely nothing, will Mm. I be okay on my own? Like don't just go like, oh, I see a lot of people doing it, so I'm going to do it too. I'm going to be successful, blah, blah, blah. Because one, you're adding three months of pressure all in one week onto yourself, right? Because, you, you know, becoming a full-time is is pretty quick. You just quit your job and you're full-time. But you need to make sure you have a safety net because things can go sideways mm. real fast. So, and, yeah. So I actually had six months of saving. So the equivalent of six months of my salary saved up. So I actually had quite a good pot But when I left to do this full time, I was earning nothing in my business, really. I was starting literally from the ground up and it takes time to do that. And as I was working that out and I was starting to grow my business, my savings were obviously going down because there was that gap between what I was making and bills. (laughs) And then I experienced an incredibly quiet month. It kind of caught me off guard. It was out of the blue and I earned nothing one month and that that was it that was enough to put me in a precarious position so it's great you should have savings a fair bit of them if you want to do this and jump in full time that's if you're going from the ground up if you're consistent in your business that's so much better but what we'd recommend is setting some sort of post for when you reach this point within your savings that's when you need to start considering other options. So I was in this awkward position for a while where I didn't know when I needed to start looking for a part-time job to top up my business whilst I was growing my business. And that made me really uncomfortable because I felt 
like I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like this scary thing was going to happen and I I didn't know how long I'd put it off for. But if I'd set that kind of limit beforehand, it would have made the decision so much easier. So that's kind of the first challenge is the pressure. But I have to say, I have no regrets. Do you regret your decision, Candice? Despite the pressure? No. Absolutely not. So, <laughs> although we're like, it's horrible and it's scary, and it caused me sleepless nights, I definitely have no regrets. So, um, we'll talk about why we love having a full-time business in the next episode, but let's move on to point number two. And it's that I didn't get that magical feeling that I was expecting. <laughs> you know, that because of the pressure we talked about, there's stress kind of pretty early on and yes I definitely feel happy when I make sales or connect with others in the industry but it wasn't quite as magical and constantly happy <laughs> as I thought it would be. Uh, what do you think of that Candice? Oh I 100% agree with that. There is someone that I have met on Instagram and I met her in person recently, and she also just recently changed to full-time. She got a lot of congratulations from other people, other artists. And she was like, it's so weird how I'm getting congratulations. And it like, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, ah, she's at that stage of, I quit my job, and I thought I'd feel okay, and that I would, you know this is okay and blah 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 but it's not she must have not felt that magical feeling that she was expecting or whatever that case was that's why she said you know I didn't expect people like why are people saying congratulations to me why are people sounding so euphoric about this and yeah I was like no it's a huge congratulations that's because you and I are past that stage but like in the beginning stages you're gonna feel very scared rather than like throwing a party in your room you're just gonna be like sitting there and like reality is gonna hit you because of the pressure and you're like okay fun time can come after I figure out a more solid plan like not saying that you didn't have a plan going full-time but like moving forward how to keep going how to keep the ball rolling you're gonna feel like you're under pressure and that the feeling of like I'm a business owner is not gonna hit you until you get that ball rolling and I have this expectation <laughs> I'm laughing but it makes me sad that I would quit my job work on my business full-time and I would be amazingly successful because I'm hard-working I love the industry and yeah I thought it would just work out <laughs> um but once you go into full-time business it it just doesn't quite happen definitely not as quickly as a lot of people make you believe I think yeah <laughs> it's because of social media if it wasn't for social media saying a lot of times I'm not blaming those people because they they should celebrate wins they should try to stay in a positive mind but on social media you see a lot of I quit my nine to five this is great I'm buying myself a bottle of wine blah 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 I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that I'm now running my business full-time happy thoughts yay again I'm not trying to shit on those people's feelings those are all valid it's just it's not always gonna be like happy-go-lucky there's gonna be times where I'm sitting down and I need to like really focus and so those 
like happy feelings are kind of pushed aside because you're kind of like I will celebrate after so although I have like happy moments I am still grateful that I you know left my nine to five and I'm running this like I said like you and I are at that stage of when someone quits we're saying congratulations at like two three years into our business uh, two years I don't know how I always forget how uh, it's long. coming up two years for me going full time and I have to say for me my opinion on what full time is has changed because I've started to feel like a fraud saying oh I'm a full time artist because I have a part time job that's two days a week I haven't replaced my salary fully and I'm still definitely I would say I'm still in the early stages of my business even a couple of years in but I think it's a mindset I am working on my business knowing that one day it will be full-time and it will earn me a full-time salary and <laughs> yeah so for me full-time is a mindset as well yeah I think it's a mindset it's also at the point you can say you're you're becoming full-time when you are now shifting your priority to have this as your main career. For those who are, you know, have their career and have a job as, like, sorry, they, they're they're in their career of whatever it is that's not their business and they have their business on the side, if they're happy with just, like, you know, it being somewhat of an afterthought, I would say that's not full-time. It's when they're going like, I am now changing this to like the only way I'm getting income, not only way I'm getting income, but like my main way of getting income, my main focus, my main thoughts, it's going to sit in my brain and like take up some space for a period of time, like a long period of time. I would say that's when that's becoming full time because I don't, I don't work 40 hours. There are weeks where I work 20 hours and then there's weeks where I work 60 hours. So yeah, I get it. Like, my schedule's, like, not normal. Like, no business owner's schedule is normal. So our next point that we want to go over is occasionally feeling stir-crazy. And for me, this is particularly really hard because my business is inside my home. And so everywhere that I look, literally, I would see business stuff. And so it kind of feels like I'm constantly working and that I can't really get away. A lot of times people who work full-time jobs that are not working from home, or even if it is working from home, they can close their laptop and like put it aside and they don't have to look at it. Other times people have to walk out of their office in order to feel like they're no longer working. But it's hard to do that when I live where I work. <laughs> and I think you're similar to me, Candice, in the sense that we both use our computers for downtime as well. So we play a lot of video games. And oh, true. again... We're sat at our desks, the same place we work, so it's quite hard to de decomp. <laughs> it's quite hard to decomp. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> decomp. Decompress. No, de decompartmentalize. <laughs> oh, oh okay, I don't think okay, that's okay, how okay. you say it at all, but you know the word I'm going for. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Decomp. No, I don't know. Decompartmentalize. I swear that's a word. Basically, 
it's hard for us to separate work and fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, a lot of times when I'm gaming, my packing order station is literally within arm's reach. So I'll be like, I mean, I could start preparing the package. So that's what I do. It's bad. So I'll play, like, video games that require rounds, and then in between rounds, I tab out, and I start doing some work. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I'm oh, waiting here me. anyway. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy for either of us. Yeah, it's really not. You need a routine. And to get out. Like, literally. Like, you need socializing and and just have people to f help force you to not work. I try to hold Gemma accountable, but like she's also on the other side of the world right now, so the only way I can do that is messaging her, going like, hey, you're not working this weekend, right? <laughs> and then I... She can totally lie to me. And, I, <laughs> and she can ignore me. <laughs> and yeah, so it's good to reconnect. It's also good to hang out with people who don't run businesses. Like... Because then you'll, you'll inevitably start talking at work, about work. Like, for sure. And so, yeah, find a hobby that you can do, that you can, you know, work on and, and just try to keep your brain busy. Because you'll sit there and you're going to be working 24-7 mentally and then you're going to burn out. And we all know that's not fun. So definitely get out of the house once a day, go for a walk. You know, it doesn't have to be very long, even just 10 minutes a day at lunchtime. So I've kind of habit stats where I have my lunch and then I go out for a walk straight after. And it just helps clear my mind. I don't bring my phone. It's just so much better to get out the house. If I don't get out the house at all, I am in the house for 24 hours. And that's quite a long time. <laughs> yeah. When we go grocery shopping, there are days where I go like, when was the last time we left the house? Like, and he'd be like, honestly, for you, like two days. And it, that's crazy. If you didn't leave your house, like, if you didn't leave your place to even just go out for, that means you haven't had fresh oxygen for 20, for 48 yeah. hours. And <laughs> so when I was in my previous job, my nine to five, it was a long commute, so it was an hour's drive each way. And I was coming home every night. I'd have dinner as soon as I got in. And then it's the evening, and I don't want to go outside. It's dark. I'm tired. And, you know, then the weekend, I would sometimes go out. Typically, I would, but that's only two out of seven days a week. I would go outside. Like, I don't count jumping in your car as going outside. Like... I was not getting fresh air. It's so bad. When I look back, I just think, how did I do that? It's so important to get some fresh air. Not to sound preachy, but it really is. It does make a difference. Yeah, it does. It's a good way for you to also just, like, breathe. And I don't mean, like, actually, like, filling your lungs with oxygen, but I mean, like, mentally breathe and relax for a second. And move your body. Because us artists, like, hunch yeah, over. <laughs> like, yeah, so, like, exercise and stuff, that's also really important. And so just try to find yourself a routine, which goes into our next point. Our next point is the fact that we still don't have a routine. Like, it's so hard trying to get a routine. I have literally written 10 different 
routines. <laughs> so have no, I. Ten different. Ten. Okay, this is also ten main routines, not like the, not the mental ones that I create for myself. I've written ten different main routines for myself. For example, I will shit Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, dude. <laughs> it's so hard. It you can't. It's. Like, unless if you're the most disciplined person I know, you can't. Now, there's a fun fact about me. You guys who are listening, you you might have already kind of noticed it. I'm not formally diagnosed with this. It's just something that my therapists have talked about. And if I were to do a formal diagnosis, she just can't basically give me a like, certified stamp. This is it. I have ADHD. It's extremely hard for me to follow a schedule because while I have 10 things that I want to do, there are many times where I go like, all right, these are the 10 things, even if they're small. Okay. And small, I mean like go for a walk. It's very hard for my brain to look at one thing, do one thing, and then finish it before moving on to the next thing. Because if I'm actively aware that there is something else I could be doing, while working on one thing, I'll be thinking of that other thing. And if I don't move on, I'll feel really irritated or I'll make mistakes because my focus is not actually there. So that's why it's very hard for me to do routine stuff. And that's why running a small business, as my therapist said, is probably really good for people who have ADHD because, you know, you're in charge of your own schedule, essentially. When you're employed by someone else, if you know that in that week there are other things that you need to do, your boss might not appreciate the fact that you finish things in separate increments. Like, hey, today I got 10% of everything done, but not actually one thing done. So that's me and my routine stuff. So before I handed in my notice for my full-time job, I had a vision. And... It was that I was going to become this perfect person who suddenly loved exercise, that only ate healthy meals because I had so much time to prepare them myself, who would get out the house five times a week and do all this stuff. And you know what? I am not that person. I still struggle to wake up in the morning. I, <laughs> I am not... Leaving your job does not magically change your personality. <laughs> if you struggle to wake up for your morning alarm for your nine to five, you are not magically gonna want to get up early in the morning when you have your own business. You know, and I struggled a lot with kind of guilt, to be honest, feeling like I was a lazy person because guess what? I loved staying in bed to give myself some extra sleep. And tying it back to the first point with this pressure and feeling like I had to show that I was pulling my fair share essentially I would feel guilty if I slept in I would feel like my boyfriend was judging me and he never once said anything or implied anything but I felt like I was not pulling my weight if I did not wake up on time it still didn't stop me from sleeping in <laughs> but I felt a lot of guilt about it and I felt lazy and yeah, I felt like I was failing in all honesty because I didn't have a routine. But my top tip in terms of this idea of routine is to not be strict with yourself, work with your natural instincts. So for me, I now wake up when I wake up. I don't force myself to start at a certain time, but I do 
you know, I always shower first and then I have breakfast with a cuppa and then I jump into work. I don't try to push myself to be something I'm not. And definitely have it stack. So like I mentioned earlier, I'll have lunch and then I go for a walk. If you build habits rather than try to follow this detailed routine, it's going to be easier. Yeah, I think my current air quoting right now routine is to so my alarm is set up at is set up to wake me up at nine william will be already awake and working since 8 45 or whatever he will come back in at 10 and like come back to the bed at 10 and i'll be still knocked out and he would take a quick nap with me or I guess he would t- he would take a quick nap and I'm just <laughs> still sleeping. Wait, he does an and hour of work, then he has a nap. <laughs> yeah, he does an hour of work and has a nap. So he- it's more like to check in on me to see if I'm awake. Because oh. he doesn't like how he's working alone. Oh. So at 10 o'clock, he will come in and he'll lay with me. And then I will wake up to his 1020 alarm. Uh. And that's when I'll get up. So it's kind of like him coming in to fetch me, going like, hey, you should get up. But you're not naturally a morning person. And that's the whole point. You know, if you had to force yourself to get up at 8am or felt this pressure that you needed to start at 9 o'clock because it's 9 to 5, then you probably wouldn't enjoy your business as much or you would end up sleep deprived because you would naturally go to bed later still and then have less sleep. So don't fight against... (laughs) Against what your body is telling you, you know, that's a big plus side of running your own business. And we'll talk more about that in the next episode. Mm -hmm. So our last point is, you know, not to be cliche, but it's harder to earn than you think. It's harder in general than you think. But personally, I know the dream for a lot of people is to like earn six figures as fast as possible. Um... At least for, okay, I generalize, I'm really sorry, but basically it's to be as successful as possible or like the point where you are happy and getting to that point, what I thought was not going to be too difficult is actually very difficult. I'm sorry to like break your dream bubble or whatever, but I've been running my business for maybe, dude, I we literally just talked about this. Two years. Two years. I'm not at the point where I am fully satisfied with my revenue yet mm. now i'm not going to disclose my revenue mostly because i don't want people to feel discouraged so what i'm just going to say is i haven't reached to the point where i'm comfortable if william lost his job so what i'm saying is my lifestyle cannot be supported by my business alone and for me my point of i've done it this is this is my peak is if my business can support my lifestyle. I don't have to be extravagant, but I just need it to be like, you know, supporting where how I choose to live, which is honestly, I don't leave my home much. I just need it to not cause stress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think people's level of comfort will vary. So for me, success in terms of revenue would be replacing my previous salary consistently 
and then going beyond that um, is the goal. And I'm not close yet. There's some months where I do replace what I earn in a month, salary-wise. But then there's months where I earn like £100 and I think, what on earth? <laughs> How am I going to do this? And it's really hard at times. It's hard to feel like you're never going to get there because sometimes it does feel like that um, or I feel like that. But then when I look back at, you know, the last couple of years and I see that there has been growth, I think, okay, it is going up. <laughs> it's going up, it's moving slowly, but it is going up and that's the right direction. Yeah, I think the consistency is what I'm looking for as well. Because there are months, like consistent months, where I have replaced my TD income. Um, but have I gone to the point where it can replace my income as well as William's income? Absolutely not. I'm so far from that. I have two cats that I need to support. Well, I mean that William and I are supporting together. And they're expensive because they are on premium insurance because I get very paranoid. But... I mean, I need to buy them food, guys, and like give them a home and like make sure I buy unnecessary amounts of toys for them and and treats and stuff. They're expensive. And so if I need to feed myself, I want to feed William as well and my cats. 100% honesty, I didn't think it would take me this long to get to this point. I th saw a lot of videos of, you know, how to make consistent income on Etsy and blah, blah, blah. It, it's... I genuinely don't know how they did it, and I don't think I'll ever know how they did it, but it's also important to remember that sometimes luck does play a role. It doesn't matter how- yeah, like going viral is not an algorithm. It is absolutely and not. I don't want to say this- yeah, we're not saying this from a place of like bitterness, like, oh, you have to be lucky to make it, but it does help. Yeah. Um, I would say success comes from- three main things hard work luck and resilience because if you don't have that luck element early on then you're gonna have to be resilient <laughs> to be able to persist to see your income grow now i'm super pessimistic i'm like extremely pessimistic a lot of times i tell Gemma, i was like what's the point i don't know why i'm doing this i'm just like i'm a debbie downer okay and so <laughs> it's important for you to understand that Although other people can be extremely successful in a very, very short period of time, yes, they worked extremely hard. Absolutely. 100%. They grew their social media platform. Do you know the ab like the perfect formula for Instagram algorithm to make sure that you're seen? No, you don't. So that does have luck in it. Like I can guarantee yeah. you, if I make two Instagram accounts and I do the exact same thing, they're not going to have the same following count. And also, going back to this element of luck, if we would have started our businesses maybe five years ago, the Instagram algorithm was so different back then. It, it feels like a real chore, in my opinion, to try grow on Instagram now. I've kind of given up with it, to be honest. My strategy is elsewhere. <laughs> I'm using Instagram now to just, like, as my art space. I've given up growing it half a half a year ago <laughs> i'm mostly using it just to you know share my artwork share my announcements because it's just the easiest platform i don't use twitter so you know if there's any announcements i'll put it on instagram if there's any updates regarding my health or whatever i'll put it on instagram it's just easier 
in terms of reaching out to, you know, my followers or like my main followers. And so, yeah, it's just, I know this episode we talked about a lot of sad things, <laughs> but please do keep them. But that was, that the, was point. the point. Okay. <laughs> this, the, the point was to go over like the challenges of becoming full time. And then we're going to end it off on a good note in our next episode. So, yes, it is harder to earn than you think. Luck does play a role in it, but it also doesn't mean it won't happen to you. You know what I mean? And it also doesn't mean it's not worth yeah. it. Because <laughs> both of us said we have no regrets mm-hmm. working for ourselves. So despite the challenges, we still both believe it's worth it. Yeah. I also don't want people to take, like, I don't want people's key takeaway from this is to work to the point where you're like sweating blood and tears. That is not a lifestyle I want anyone to work in. There is hard work, yes. There is smart work as well. I I genuinely do not want anyone running themselves down to the bone, wearing themselves down to like the last functioning cell of their body just to get their business to where they want. Because is that comfortable living lifestyle? No. That's my key takeaway. Running a business is very challenging, yes, but don't go to the point where, like, don't let the pressure, don't let, like, that stir-crazy feeling get to you to the point where, like, you're no lo- like you're no longer human, essentially. Yeah, so that wraps up part one of going full-time as a business owner, and we will catch you in the next episode for all the plus sides. We'll chat to you then. Bye! Bye.